0: Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Sharlow. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Charlotte, your host, and this is Russell Bruce.
1: Hello, everybody out there.
0: On today's episode, we are talking about universal laws and principles. Uh, Universal laws have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Uh, The authenticity of these laws lie in the fact that they have been proven to work over and over and over again. Um... It has also been noted in ancient Egyptian writing and teaching, um, and regardless of what your religious affiliation is, these are universal laws. They are always working, they're always at work, and they are here for all of humanity, universal laws. So it's so important to know about these laws, to master these laws, so that you can master yourself um, and get the life. That we are all here to truly get and to live, and that is our birthright. So, we're gonna talk about seven universal laws that is always at work and at play. Okay, so Russell is gonna start.
1: All right, so number one, the law of attraction and its correspondence, the law of vibration. So, the law of attraction and vibration. And basically it states that everything is constantly moving because everything consists of energy from the smallest subatomic particle to something as large as a planet. So, and then there's a correspondence between what you feel and what you attract. And that is also based upon energy because an emotion or feeling, emotion, emotion, is based upon energy in motion. So, like for example, somebody could say one thing with their mouth and really be feeling and emoting something totally different. So, if someone's upset with you or feeling bad, and you say, "How are you doing?" and they say, "Oh, I'm not feeling good," or, or, <clears throat> or not that they're not feeling good, they're telling you that they're feeling good when they're not. Or, you know, they're upset with you and you say, is everything okay? And they go, yeah, everything's okay. But they're not, you know, that feeling is going to be what actually attracts the events that are going to ensue afterwards, not so much what's coming out of their mouth. So when it comes to what you're trying to attract in life, it's not so much, you're not going to attract so much what you think and say, you're going to attract what you're feeling more so than anything what you're emoting with your energy.
0: Yeah. And um, we have a really great podcast on the law of attraction with Constance Arnold. We went yes. into detail and a lot deeper on the law of attraction um, because there's also some misconceptions with the law of uh, vibration and attraction and stuff like that. So, Constance Arnold uh, is the podcast <laughs> that we have that we went deeper on that. Um, That's true. Alright, so the second law is law of relativity. And what that means is that there are no absolutes. Um, How this looks is basically we're always going to compare something based on something else. So for example, um, if I say, wow, that's too much for that shirt, I don't want to pay that much. Well, what is that in relative to? Is that in relative to what someone else may pay? Someone else may pay triple that amount for that shirt. So it's all relative and typically is relative to our own experiences and how we view that particular situation. Another example would be if I was looking at a painting and I said, oh my God, that's such a beautiful sky in the painting. And Russell came, behind me and was like, oh no, that's the ocean. That's not the sky. It's all relative. It's all relative to what, how we view it. So the other more, the other most important thing about that is, um, there are, there really is no good or bad. We just think it is. And so we make things relative um, with our own thinking. So basically there are no absolutes. And really it just kind of allows you to be free when you can master this law because then you realize that, hey, you know, it's all relative. We all have experiences, different experiences, and it's all relative. And not one or the other is good or bad. It's all relative, all in how you see it.
1: All right. Number three, the law of cause and effect. And That law pretty much states what you put out there is going to come back, you know for every action There's an equal and opposite reaction Aka karma and karma has no deadline So what you you put out there is going to come back in some shape form and or fashion at some time in the future All right, and there's no such thing in the universe. There's no such thing as chance in the universe so pretty much everything that you see is based upon a cause like for example in our lives you know our physical health is is based upon you know what we put in our mouths as far as our diet you know how we work out you know the cause is you know you put good things in the effect you're gonna get good things out you're gonna be physically uh, in shape you know you're gonna feel good about yourself confidence etc so it just triggers into a lot of different things Also, even things such as your income uh, are under the same law. You know, there's different studies out there, you know, the broader your vocabulary, the more education, etc. These things play a part in how much money you make. And the more you read, like they say, readers are leaders, leaders are readers. Those people usually end up on the top of the food chain. The person that knows the most about a particular subject usually is the one that gets paid the most in most cases, right? In that particular field. Uh, Things like love, respect, things of that nature, you pretty much have to give them to get them. So the law of cause and effect, what you put out there will come back to you.
0: Okay. All right, Um, the fourth law we're gonna talk about is the law of rhythm. And basically this is just saying that Um, all energy move in a particular pattern or rhythm. And I like to think of this law as everything under the sun moves sort of like a pendulum. So if you, whatever goes to the right, comes back to the left and in the same equal distance as well. So, um, and if we think about it on the physical, uh, day turns into night uh seasons change um there's an ebb and flow you know what goes up comes down um and so when you start to realize that you start to have more patience with your life and the things that happen especially with relationships It's there's an ebb and flow to relationships, even with um, your health and fitness. So, if you've been at the top of your fitness and you've kind of gotten all the way, you know, to the left of the pendulum, you know, you're gonna have to kind of rock all the way back, but that doesn't mean that your health deteriorates, that just means that it's time for your body to rest. And so, when you know that, okay. I've been at the top and I know it's going to have to swing back. You're more prone to be patient with yourself, you know, on that, that downswing as well. So that's the law of, uh, of rhythm. And also in economics, like Russell said, even in our country and in economics, there is a high period and there's a low period. That's just the ebb and flow and that is law. Um, so The most important thing with mastering that law is don't go too far to the right and don't go too far to the left. Stay in the middle. And that is when you can consciously um, control when you're in the downswing. You can consciously control your emotions and the things that happen and you you consciously understand, hey, this is just the ebb and flow of things. The pendulum has to swing back and get balanced. So stay balanced. That's the mastering of that.
1: All right. Number five, the law of polarity and the law of polarity states that everything has an opposite equal, like up, down, hot, cold, positive, negative, even in religion, God and the devil. You have polar opposites, right? And and like, for example, if I'm standing three feet from a door, the door is three feet from me. So there's a polar opposite. And the thing is, we need to learn how to step into our power using this law because at the end of the day, it's how we view things. And it's our choice, not our circumstances, that creates our lives. So, you know, it's like we can see something, but we have to choose if we're going to go positive, negative, up, down, hot, cold. So it's our choices, not our circumstances. And there's a saying that, and you might come out of the womb looking like your parents, but as we age we tend to look more like our choices.
0: hmm okay. Alright, um, the sixth universal law is the law of gender. Um, I kind of like this law. Um, basically, it says that everything in the universe, everything under the sun has masculine and feminine energies. And, um, you basically just have to balance this out within. So whether you're male or female, um, it's just you, bo- you have both energies. It's just that some things have more masculine and more feminine. But to master this law is to balance it within yourself. The other very um, amazing thing about this law is that this is also called the law of creation. Um, when these energies are balanced, this is how we create. We uh, And we also co-create with the higher source and power of the universe as well. Um, so when this is in balance, and we have a podcast with masculine and feminine energy, and we go deeper into that, it's that's a really good podcast to to uh, listen to because it's law. It is law to be balanced in your masculine and feminine energies. Um, So for example, this podcast, I originally, it was just me and I actually had Russell on as a guest and because his, his masculine energy really, really balanced with my feminine energy, I thought it was amazing to have him on as a co-host because now we can present and create everything we want with a very balanced energy and put that out to the world and for everyone else. So that's one of my favorite uh, laws because uh, when you really truly understand it, it's about creating, co-creating, and, every, and knowing that everything under the sun has both a masculine and feminine energy. And once you balance that within, you've mastered this law.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. Number seven, the law of perpetual transmutation. Another good one. This is another good one, exactly. Yeah. So this law pretty much states that energy can never be created nor destroyed, and and I think that plays out. It's very big as far as when we think about who we are internally, is as soul spirit. It's an energy body, right? So this physical flesh is a mere space suit in a solar system. So that energy body's never been created nor destroyed because that's what connects us to the most high, that energy, right? So energy is non-physical, but it's always moving the physical form. So our spirit is like that energy body that's the driver of this space suit, right? So like if you got in your car, like if you got in your Range Rover or whatever you drive, the Range Rover is not you, you are the driver, just like your soul is the driver of your physical. So that spirit is the driver and your connection from most high is (laughs) driving you. Getting a little deep here, let's like keep it on this. So back to this, so properly nourished thoughts and images move into the physical form. So things that exist in a mental, spiritual, energetic frame will exist or manifest in the physical shortly after, right? And um, there's, in chapter 11 of the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, there's a chapter that <clears throat> you'll hear most people out there that do podcasts that talk about positive things. They refer to this a lot and. It's dealing with transmutation, but this one specifically is dealing with sexual transmutation. So for men, this is very important because it talks about uh, how man like through semen ejaculation loses a lot of energy and why he doesn't become successful until say around 40 or afterwards. And it talks about how those men who really became successful learned how to retain their semen, like, through semen retention. Or
0: harness their energy. Right.
1: So, like, for example, like, athletes, before a big game, even if they're home, most smart coaches or franchise owners, they put these guys up in a hotel somewhere, get them away from their wives and their girlfriends and, and society because they know that if these guys have sex, that they're going to burn a lot of energy. And you would hear stories sometimes where, like some of these guys in the off-season are good friends with, you know, people of other teams because they may have gone to college or high school together or just, you know, move in the same circles. They would actually send women to their hotel rooms to try to weaken them. Hmm. Well, I was just going to say, because...
0: Sexual energy is the creative energy. It is the life force. The, it's life force. It is the strongest energy out there. Just think it is the driving life force to create and co create.
1: Exactly. I'm going to read something out of here real quick, right? And this is, I find this pretty interesting. And it talked about the study of why people seldom succeed before 40. And it says this study that this study disclosed that the major reason why the majority of the people who succeed do not begin to do so until the age of 40 or 50 is a tendency to dissipate their energies through overindulgence in physical expression of emotions of sex. (laughs) So. So you got to think about guys when they're in their twenties and even in their thirties. You know, they're just out there trying to get on the scoreboard, and they're just wasting a lot of energy. And and in this area in which we live, where we have uh, smartphones, and you know, before people used to have to go buy porn and all this other stuff, now kids have it on their phone. So there's a lot of Masturbation uh sex with the wrong people, so there's there's just a lot of energy that's being burned, and some of the science even shows that the seminal fluid is the same fluid that's found in the brain and the spine, and you actually deplete your mental capacity in the process, so um. Sexual transmutation, think and grow rich, Napoleon Hill, chapter 11. I'm talking about you could find on YouTube uh, the audio, you know, for that particular chapter, or you could just Google chapter 11 of this book and read it. There's some very important information. I think every man should read this, woman too, but Mm -hmm. definitely men.
0: Yeah, I think women should read it because it, it helps understand the masculine energy. But I mean, even, you know, Women sometimes deplete their energy sexually as well. Um, I just had a thought and I lost it. Um, Come back thought. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say um, out there you can find uh, ways in which uh, people transmute sexual energy into um, because if you think about it, is desire, right? So instead of instead of you. Desiring fleshly, physical, um, I guess, satisfaction, you would just transmute that into your goals and uh, the things you really want to accomplish that are truly worthwhile and that won't be fleeting after that moment. Um, and you'll notice that a lot of people do it uh, through sexual transmutation meditation, and even, um, you know, if you are truly with a divine partner, if you're a divine match, masculine, feminine, you could use that time um, to uh,
1: manifest manifest
0: every and anything you want. Because now you realize that that is the creative energy, the creative life force. So you can manifest anything you want and that is true power and that that's the secret
1: and in that it really talks about in this book it pretty much states that men without a woman really can't reach their highest height and it touches on that
0: and it's a must read yeah it is it's really good and again it's um it's knowing that divinity part as well because you could still be um, wanting to manifest good things. But if you're exerting on a person, so if you're using your sexual energy with a person that's not on that same level, you're still just wasting away. And that's, that's the most important energy that you have is your life force energy, your creation energy.
1: You, so. could, you could tell based upon how you feel before, during, and after with that person. Are they just deplete you of your energy or are they energizing
0: yeah and this is a great um, a great thing a law to really pass down to our younger girls and boys because um, it's important it's important in them getting and reaching the the highest version of themselves so
1: and on a spiritual level you're Sex, what they say, S E X, is sacred energy exchange. It is. So you're actually binding souls through that process. Yes. Because it's energy.
0: It's all energy. Everything is energy. So that's why, you know, if you are exerting sexual energy with someone that is on a lower vibration than yourself, you'll feel that too. You'll feel that as well. Yep. All Um, right. (laughs) So guys, that was, uh, (laughs) universal laws and principles, seven universal laws and principles, um, that you could learn and master and truly have the life of your dreams. Um, it is for all of us to have and the information is out there. Um, my name is Janie, and this is Russell Bruce. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, like, subscribe, and share this podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.